Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Monday, November 16th, 2020. Today we are reviewing the second HBO Max original movie in our podcast history. That is The Witches. Uh, it is a adaptation of a Roald Dahl book. Roald Dahl is the actor, actor, the actor of, <laughs> the author <laughs> of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox, James and the Giant Peach, a bunch of books. Matilda. Matilda. Um, so this is based off his book. This is a remake, actually, from a 1990 film, which is a beloved cult classic for people that are a lot older than us. Sorry to say. Uh, we have not seen the original, so our judgment is not cloudy. Um, we got a lot to talk about. But since Mr. Dahl is British and we've been doing uh, kind of random drafts to end out these movie reviews, we're doing a top five British things? I, I don't really know what to call it's it. It's just top five British draft. Uh, yeah. So. Maybe you're getting drafted in the British Army? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So things related to England, from England, whatever the case may be, uh, that'll wrap up the movie review. Um, yeah, should be fun. Let's get into it. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. Halt! Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! In late 1967, a young orphan boy goes to live with his loving grandma in rural rural Alabama town of Demopolis. 
as the boy and his grandmother uncover some deceptively glamorous but thoroughly diabolical witches. This is a fucking word-heavy synopsis. She wisely whisks him away into a seaside resort. Regrettably, they arrive at precisely the same time as the world's grand high witch. As the world's grand high witch has gathered her fellow cronies from around the globe, undercover, to carry out her nefarious plans. That was a synopsis written by a book writer. This is a movie about a book that by a book writer. What? <laughs> it's a book which is written my, by a book writer. My book just my, <laughs> my brain isn't working right now. Oh my god, that's tough. I, I just I, had to get through that entire thing with these big ass words, and you just called your brain your book. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> that's not something to joke about, but you okay? That's like I can't think, bro. I think I'm having a stroke right now. You need to go. You need to go take five. <laughs> no, I think if I was having a stroke, I wouldn't be aware that I was having a stroke. Yeah, I think that's something someone with a stroke would say. <laughs> um, as mentioned at the start of the show, this is a remake from a 1990 film uh, that actually has really, really good reviews on just everything. I'm be honest, I've heard of the book very lightly, not like a lot, but like I wouldn't be able to tell you what it was about or say I was familiar, but I, I knew it was a thing. Um, I didn't know there was an old movie, um, and there was. It has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, certified fresh. It's only 43 reviews, but still. Uh, 70% audience score, which is whatever. Um, but, I, yeah, it seems like it's a, a pretty beloved movie from the 90s. They remade it. Uh, Anne Hathaway, love her. Um, Chris Rock, <laughs> his voice was in it. Um, but they remade it 30 years later, HBO Max original. And just the initial impression, it is not being received well. Um so some of the complaints are about Anne, Hathaway, Anne, uh, Anne Hathaway's portrayal. Mm-hmm. And the lady who plays the Grand High Witch in the 1990s film is the, the chick from the Addams Family, who okay. I believe is very beloved. Okay. So I feel like people might be shitting on it a little bit because she's trying to be a beloved character. Yeah. It's like people automatically were ready to fucking hate Will Smith's genie. Yeah. That kind yeah. of thing going on. Riley was one of those people. Um, But... We watched it. We've never seen the original, so we have no no thing to go off of. I will say. Much like the children watching this. I'll say it later. No, say it. Say it now. Well, it, it goes into one of my categories, okay. so I'll just wait. You want to start with some categories here, Jay? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's review this movie. The Witch's Plot and Story. Jason, what did you give it out of 20? Um, I gave it a 13. Very enthusiastic. I gave it a 14. <laughs> um... Look, I gave it a 13 because it was a very – 12 is kind of like my bare bones, and this plot was a little bare bones. I'm sure they left stuff out from the book. I don't know. I've never read the book. I never will read the book. Hand up, guarantee I will never read this book. Yep. Um, <laughs> what if you get into book reading at like a very old age and someone just pulls us back and she's like, ha, got you. <laughs> um, I don't know. It was just very straightforward, simple, just kids movie, nothing really – deep uh one thing i did like about it was that spoilers obviously i like how they kept him as a mouse slash rat slash whatever he was instead of doing like a hollywood ending turning him back into a boy um i'm sure that's what happens in the first one i'm sure that's what happens in the book but they could have easily been like hey we're just gonna turn him back into a boy and be nice but it's like no he's a rat and he only lives for like six years and then he dies with his grandma which was pretty funny like the way he said it It it's very dark humor yeah like hey we're just gonna die soon yeah (laughs) um (laughs) So, and then he, it's funny. It's like six years now. The grandma's got Chris Rock as her grandson, as a mouse. That mouse had gray hair. It did. That was an aged mouse. <laughs> um, it was just very bare bones. Uh, nothing 
you know, a lot of like happy coincidences, i.e. going to the hotel when the witches win and being in the room above her, all that stuff. But that's just stuff you see in a book anyways. Uh, yep. I'm not going to shit on it. So it was a bad thing. Uh, I could tell this was a book with a full, thorough, written out story. And you, the story was thought through. It wasn't real quick. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's more of a children's story. Mm-hmm. There was coincidences that you just kind of look past. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was fine. I liked the ending that they didn't turn him back. Yeah. And they kind of kept him. Um, but I, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was good enough. 14. Didn't blow my socks off. I agree. Visuals and cinematography, Jay, what'd you give it? 15. Give it a 13. Okay. What'd you give it uh, a little bit higher score than me? I liked how the witches looked. Um, I looked, I actually watched a clip from the original witches movie mm-hmm. and they were scarier just because like I saw reviews saying this movie was scarier, but just, if you look up the grand witch, just like, look it up, look up 1999 or 1990, the witches, they made that witch fucking ugly. Like, it's just like a ugly, scary. Like I'd be terrified of that thing. Oh my kid. God. Yeah. That's fucked. Um, now this, this version, it was more kind of realistically scary. Like she had like those weird, like. Like that, her when her mouth opened and she had all those she had nasty them Joker teeth. scars. Yeah, um, and they looked nasty. And I thought the witches, I thought they, I thought they looked good. There was some bad CGI. You mentioned the chicken when we talked about it. I don't really recall that being me recognizing that. There was a scene where they were like, it was when the final scene when they were like fighting or whatever. Um, she like rips the headboard off of the bed and then like throws it into another room. I remember like the other room, like it was so obviously fake CGI. I remember I saw that and I was like, oh, that looks bad. Um, like you just tell it was a blue screen. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I liked how the witches looked and I do, I do think this movie and I pointed this out to Riley when I was watching, I really liked the color grading in this movie. I thought the sets were really good. Um, the scene like in the beginning when he was still at his grandma's house, it was kind of like uh, doom and gloom. And then once him and his grandma finally start connecting, it got like really colorful. And like, there was one scene where it was really yellow. Like the boy was wearing yellow and the kitchen was yellow and he was drinking like orange juice that had like a tint of yellow and Riley's like, oh, it's because he's finally happy. And I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But I really like the color, just overall color usage in this movie. So that's why I gave it a 15. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I didn't necessarily put that into my score. Um, but I agree with that. I think the rats kind of looked weird. Yeah. Um, I think there's just certain things, like you said, the like the ripping the headboard off, that looked bad. The chicken... When she turned to a chicken, looked bad, and then like the growing nose just kind of looked weird. Yeah, um, there's just some things where like I, I don't know, some things look good, some things didn't. So I gave it a 13, I think I said. Yeah, which that's fine. I mean, it was good. I didn't necessarily take in the color and how it was shot, which maybe maybe it could have been 14, but 13 feels good. For sure, Ty. For sure. Um, man, these witches are scary looking. No, they're fucked. Uh. Well, we'll talk about that. Key elements. So this is a kid's movie. At least I assume it's a kid's movie. Maybe it's a family movie, but definitely kid's audience. Um, I'll say if I was a child watching this, I'd probably be terrified shitless. Um, what was it rated? It was rated PG, I would assume. Um, I don't know. You're going to have to tell me. Oh, this was actually yeah, filmed in the United Kingdom as well. So that There we go. That keeps up our England um, draft. But I don't know. It was like scary at points. And... It did some have some of that kid intrigue, you know, the fantasy thing, turning into a mouse, all this stuff. But I would have been terrified of these witches. Maybe that was the that was part of the key elements. They wanted them to be scary. I don't know though. I gave it a ten. I'm just gonna say that. I gave it a fourteen. Wow, that's a big discrepancy. 
I, I don't know. I kind of thought it was a kid's movie, and while, yeah, they were scary, the whole point of it was scary. Yeah. And it was like, hey, don't take candy from strangers, you little fucks. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, It was very much a, hey, these people are mouse mice, and their grandma's cool with it, and there's witches, and it's just a kid's story where you kind of just accept what's going on and have fun with it. And while they were evil and, like, you know, terrifying witches, there was no, oh, we're going to kill them, or we're going to do this and that. Like, they were like, yeah, we're going to make them rats and step on them. That is still killing. But, yeah, but it was like, <laughs> it wasn't like a... Hey, let's put this potion into their candy to poison them and fucking kill them. It was like, we're going to put this potion to turn them into rats so there's another step between killing them. It's very much like a kid's story plot. Yeah. I don't know. Just just watching it, I feel like it was definitely made for kids. And while the witches were a little scary, which is my, my one complaint with it, yeah, I feel like the story and the acting and how everything went, it was, like a, it was for kids. I don't know. I thought of it if I was a kid. I just I don't think I would have liked this movie that much as a kid. Like if I think I showed this Gavin, this to Gavin, I feel like he wouldn't be scared of the witches. I think he's old enough to not be scared of that. And Gavin's really mature, but it just I don't know. It, it just seems like the, it was like scary, and then it just didn't. Maybe all kids' movies were like this when I was younger, and now that I'm older, I look at it a different lens. I just feel like I wouldn't be entertained by this movie as much. Like there wasn't as much like adventure. There were a lot of parts that were kind of dialogue heavy, like the grandma just talking and telling stories, and like it was like a weird in between to me. That's why I gave it a ten. It was like a family movie, but then like I I, I didn't know what it was slanting towards, honestly. If it was trying to be more family and like we're still entertaining for adults or solely entertaining for kids, I thought there was both of that in there, and they didn't commit one way. I think that's kind of how I viewed it as more of a family film where there was stuff for adults to keep adults inter- interested enough yeah while also mostly being targeted towards kids yeah and the whole thing is you know the kids are the heroes you're with the kids the entire time and it's all oh, these mean witches and yeah you know the kids are the heroes of the story so i i thought it did fine i mean 14 isn't an incredible score it's yeah. above average don't get me wrong yeah but there's definitely some flaws like i said the witches were scary and it seemed a bit less kid friendly from that um how come I don't know. How come the rats talked but the chicken couldn't talk? Great question. Did they fuck up the potion for the rats or something? I don't I don't know cuz they <laughs> I have no fucking clue. And like how didn't she think of that sooner? Like why would she turn I don't know. I don't know. There's also a point, I don't know if there's key elements, but there's a point where uh the daisy mouse mm-hmm. is announced to be a girl called Mary. Mm-hmm. And then like narrating and everything they keep calling her daisy i just thought that was a little fucked up oh i didn't even notice that i know victoria the, victoria the noticed thing. it and pointed it out yeah she was like thing. yeah she called she called her name like mary and then on closed captioning all of it was like mary said mary said and then chris rock was like me me whatever the fuck the kid's name and daisy me and augustus gloop characters um give me your score and then yeah i want to talk about that 15 12 oh wow <laughs> um the larger kid who enjoyed chocolate was an aggressive ripoff from his other book. He ran out of character ideas and said, let's get another fat kid who likes chocolate in this book. There's a lot of fat kids who like chocolate. I, it's just Augustus Gloop. There's a much more famous fat kid who likes chocolate <laughs> than this one. Yeah, that's true. Um, no, I liked – I thought the kid was fine. Um, I really liked the grandma. Um, I don't know what I know her from, but I thought she was funny. Uh, like actually funny, and She's I thought a, she was the theater manager in Drake and Josh. It's Octavia Spencer. She's been in a bunch of comedy stuff. 
that's not her, is it? Like 90% sure. I don't, I think that's a different person. Um, while you're looking that up. No, I thought she was funny. Um, I really liked her. Uh, I, I like the the kid. Anne Hathaway, this is what I wanted to touch on. I'm an Anne Hathaway stan. As Tyler said last night, I'm a stan Hathaway. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, I just like anything Anne Hathaway's in. Hand up. I'm a little biased. Oh, well. Um, so I like her. And yeah, like I said, I thought the grandma was funny. I thought she kind of carried the movie, and I thought the kid was fine. And I, I overall, I liked it. I thought it was good enough. Um, they could have added more depth with the whole parents dying and everything. You know, I'm sure there is in the book and whatnot. Um, but I like the characters. Yeah, I didn't like the characters as much. I'm not a Stan Hathaway. <laughs> um, maybe I was wrong. Maybe it's a different person. Yeah, it's uh, Yvette. Yvette. Nicole Brown. Yeah. Octavia Spencer's a bunch of shit, though, so I just assumed it was her. <laughs> her fucking filmography is huge. Um, I just, I don't know. Anne Hathaway was fine. It was very, I'm a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid was fine. It was, I'm a kid. <laughs> the grandma was all right you know it's just none of them blew me away i feel like the daisy side character was just there oh yeah um, well she didn't talk for 75 percent of the movie it was like 50 i feel like it was a halfway point 60. where it was revealed i don't know i just feel like there wasn't a whole lot done with them i thought Anne hathaway was fine but she didn't blow me away or anything oh she blows me away every time she's on screen ty um all the other witches were just there like there's the one that like scared him in the store and then you know, she's just there. Yeah. It was nothing incredible. What about the hotel manager? That was another character. I like that guy as an actor. Who was it? Stanley, I think Stanley Tucci. <laughs> How about the Augustus Gloop's parents? They're fucking assholes. Oh, yeah, no, giant pieces of shit. And then the grandma just pretty much, like, steals them. Like, just... Th- yeah, no, that's exactly what happens. I mean, I guess they didn't want him. It's but... Stanley Tucci. And, like, they didn't give a shit. They were, like, sitting in the lobby, like, oh, you know where our son is? Like, not, they weren't even worried. She's like, all right, yeah. For a second. They're just rich dicks. Yeah. At least he went to someone with... Man, and they were trying to live up the, the life of a mouse being awesome. They're riding that roller coaster, and he was saying how much he loved being a mouse. Why would you love being a mouse? That makes no sense. I feel like that kid was clinically depressed if he wanted to just be a mouse and die in six years. Yeah. Like, I get your parents died, but come on, dude. A yeah. mouse? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to be a mouse. Like, Daisy's entire life before it was announced that she could talk, was just her walking on a stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Exactly. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to be a mouse. Uh, I get characters 15, though. Stan Hathaway over here. Enjoyment, Ty. What'd you give it? Give it a 13. I also gave it a 13. It was not terrible. Yeah. Um, I had a decent time watching it. I could tell if I was a kid, I think I would enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. But yeah. it, it kind of was giving me some, like, Stuart Little vibes with the talking mouse. That's fair. And just like a sit and watch and, hey, I like the mouse talking on screen. That's fair. Yeah, I gave it a 13 like you. Falls in my probably would not sit through again, but it caught my attention at points. It was um, the highest yeah. score in that category. I had a decent time watching. Wouldn't choose to watch again, but if it's on, I'll watch. I probably wouldn't watch this if it was on. I mean, it'll never be on because it's a streaming service, but. Like if I showed up to a house that had children and like they were all watching the movie, I'd sit down on the couch and be like, oh, look at that mouse. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, there's definitely movies like that. But I that, wouldn't be like, ah, oh, they're fucking watching this and like go just sit in the kitchen. I had one of those the other, like a few weeks ago. I went over to Riley's dad's house and they had uh, the Lorax on for like one of the babies or whatever. What do you got against Lorax, bro? Nothing. I'm just saying I, wa- I sat and watched the whole movie. 
Oh, you had one where you would sit down and watch it. Yeah, I sat I thought down. You were saying it was one where you had to walk away because you didn't want to watch it. No, I watched like the whole movie. Mark's a pretty good movie. And yeah, but they well they hate it because I guess they watch it like four times a day because it's the only movie they could watch without and like that doesn't make the baby cry. Yeah, that sucks. So that sounds like it's terrible. I don't know how my parents aren't don't hate Shrek because <laughs> I had to have watched that movie a thousand times as a child. Mine was I don't even know what mine was. I had. Uh, Blues Clues when I was a bait, like kid. But. I feel like Shrek's a movie with enough adult, adult humor where it's like tolerable. Yeah, Lorax is not that film. <laughs> oh, Toy Story two. That was my just well one and two, but I remember specifically loving Toy Story two. That was beloved, my jam. Beloved movies. Um, but yeah, it was okay. It wasn't bad. There wasn't. I was never bored. I was never like up frustrated with it. I never checked my phone. I was just kind of watching it. It was yeah. just a calm, cool, collective hour and a half. We've watched much worse movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, my final score is a 66 out of 100, Ty. I see you doing math on your phone. Yeah, mine's also a 66 out of 100. Oh, really? I feel like people don't believe that we just regret, like just do these and don't say anything to each other. Because we don't. We always talk about it beforehand. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you gave it a 66. I gave it a 66. That means the final score, Jason, is a 66 out of 100. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to go over to our nice little our nice little chart here. And we're going to look, and 66 out of 100 puts it at 27 out of 37 films. Yeah. Um, it is in between the likes of A Dog's Purpose with 66 and a half. Yeah. And above Stuber at 63. That's criminal, but yeah. It's better than American Pickle, our the other. first HBO Max, yeah, original. Um, which, not a, great, like, not a great showing from HBO Max. Well, the 62 and a 66. Not only that, the 66 is getting panned by like other people because it's a remake yeah but i mean straight to streaming movies are they ever like super amazing uh enola holmes is 15 with 78 and a half eh. was that always going to be a netflix original though pretty sure i can't confirm that so i won't say yes but i feel like the difference between a 78 and a half and a 66 and a half hamilton okay but that's <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> I mean, I guess there's there's exceptions like you know you have the net the Irishman. I never saw it, but um, Borat subsequent film movie seventy seven and a half. Don't know if that was always supposed film, to be not subsequent I, movie film. I think that one was supposed to be theaters. Um, I would guess Devil All the Time seventy six and a half. King of Staten Island seventy six and a half. King of Staten Pro- Island was one hundred percent supposed to be a movie theater movie though. Project Power seventy five and a half. But that's what I'm saying. Like those movies, Project Power was definitely a Netflix original. No, it was. But I'm saying the difference between a seventy five and a sixty six. Not huge. Like, I feel like the difference between, like, an 80 and an 85 is the same as, like, a 75 and a 65. As you get higher, the numbers mean more. That's harder to go from 85 to 90 than it is to go from 65 to 70. Yeah. I agree. Thank you for that. Um, Speaking of devil all the time, real quick, uh, Daniel watched it, tweeted, completely unrelated to us, that this is one of the greatest movies he's ever seen. Uh, And he bought the book, and he recommends everyone watch it. Um, you already mentioned score 76 and a half 20th on our movie scale. We have 19 um, films that we've just watched since doing this pod. Yeah. That we think are higher with uh-huh. the exception of Wally. I will say that Wally was a previous that we brought back. We have yeah. 18 films we watched since starting this pod. Well, no, there's other movies that we watched previous. What do you mean? Oh, and Anchorman and infinity war. I was, I was stuck at number two. I didn't scroll all the way up to number one to see the top dog. there. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. We gave a better score. So let's just, uh, I have said probably doesn't deserve that score. <laughs> I'm not even going to say probably. It does not deserve that score. Um, yeah, it 
that movie's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's got like a 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. So we're on the right side of history on that one. Feel good about it. That was my response. He said we were criminally underrating it, and then I just responded with the Rotten Tomato score. Like maybe you're criminally overrating it. I could see, though, with that kind of movie, I could see why someone loves it. it though, it's oh, yeah. the what the fuck factor. Like, some, you know, like. It's just got those things where, you know, either it's all right or you really fucking like it. Yeah. It's got all the plot, like, all the pieces there for someone to really fucking like it. We just weren't those people. Yeah. So I don't think it's criminally, like, outrageous that he loves it. Yeah. I just maybe disagree. Yeah, and I mean, you look at, like, a movie, like, so it got 76 and a half. Like, if you felt that way about Project Power, which got one point lower, I'd be like, all right, dude, like, that was just an action movie with fucking Jamie Foxx. No, for sure. Project Power, that is the very top that movie could ever get. Yeah. (laughs) And I like our scale because you get an artsy movie, kind of like The Devil all the time, and then Project Power, which is just a stupid fucking fast food movie. Yeah. They got similar scores. Project Power is great entertainment. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's how our scale works. Same the fucking Oscars. <laughs> Our biggest difference is still well, no, I, I'm Hustlers is the one I always look at. Eighty four seems really high for Hustlers. That's what you gave it. That was a good movie. It's only seventy eight overall because I gave it so low. I think yeah, that seventy two is too low. I think seventy eight is right where it should be, and I think the reason being, I probably underrated it with some things. I guarantee that movie was in the twenty enjoyment days. I don't know, Jay. I think it might. It might still be pretty close. I think that I think you gave that a twenty in enjoyment. I think maybe maybe I was a little horny watching it. Gave it a twenty in enjoyment. <laughs> well, but you used to give everything twenty. No, I'm just fucking around. It probably was a little lower, but I think nowadays you would have gave it a little higher. It's exactly where it needs to be on our list. That and Birds of Prey, which we don't have to talk about, but <laughs> I mean, you gave Birds of Prey in eighty-one. So, but I mean, you rated it eighty-eight, Ty, which is uh, we look, you know. Let's I mean, I got one, a bunch two, of movies three, on there. Four, it's 11. five, six, seven, eight. No, you're look. That eleven is what it There's ranks. Nine. You have Birds of Prey as a top ten movie. <laughs> it was a very entertaining, good film. You have Birds of Prey ahead of Slumdog Million. <laughs> Again, I said for the fact that The Devil All the Time and Project Power can be very close on our scale because I bring an entertainment factor. I'm way more entertained. By Birds of Prey than I am you Slumdog Millionaire. You have since admitted that that 88 is too high. It I don't is. know why you're defending it. No, now. because it is. But I'm just saying it's not that absurd because I give a lot of entertainment love. Onward, you have it above that. Palm Springs, I think, is the best movie we've watched since COVID, right? That's got to be. I mean, it's fucking Hamilton. 12. But Hamilton's, you know, play movie. I mean, Slumdog, but that wasn't that didn't come out in COVID. Onward was right before COVID. Yeah, Palm Springs. I think Onward's the last movie I've seen in theaters. Me too. Good fucking movie. Um, I miss theaters, Jay. Me too. I remember going to the theaters, getting some popcorn. Yes. Watching on some popcorn. I like to get popcorn and the little chocolate dibs. Victoria likes the dibs. And then you eat them at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's like that salty sweet combo. And it's like warm popcorn and cold ice cream. We do uh, jalapenos. Ooh, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> dibs are good, though. I say once every five movie theater trips, I get dibs. I don't I gotta like, be in the mood for them. Again, I don't like dibs individually. But a handful of dibs and popcorn, <laughs> it's fucking magnificent. Um, what are the movies that have released? So we have Palm Springs, that's released since then. Enola Holmes, Borat has released since then. King of Staten Island has released since then. Devil All the Time, Project Power, Eurovision, The Binge, The Witches, uh, American Pickle, Hubie Halloween. I gave that a 71. Rightfully so. Um, On the Rocks, Mulan. Ugh. And Artemis <laughs> Fowl. 
Your favorite movie character of all time, Artemis Fowl. Fantastic. All right, Ty. Now, I just want to... I guess we can talk about it later. No, go ahead. Freaky, the movie we're reviewing next week, Uh huh. I'm now realizing is a theater release. Is it really? There, It is a theater release. It has no streaming service attached to it that I can see. Movie theaters aren't open. Um, It's got Starlight Cinema. Where is this? I am going to be in it's Arizona where they don't believe in COVID. It's in Anaheim. <laughs> there are showtimes in Anaheim. Well, I am going to be in Arizona where they don't believe in COVID. So maybe I go see it then and get COVID while I'm there. Yeah. Um, there's no, no, COVID doesn't exist there, Jay. So you don't understand. <laughs> um, I actually think their numbers are not rising right now. I think it's like the Midwest that's causing all the spikes. It's probably at that Montclair drive-in or the Barstow drive-in. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Uh, we're supposed to review it. We'll does see it release? if we can find a way. On the 13th, Friday the 13th, two days. Um, yeah, it's, so it's in that Montclair one, so I guarantee it's at that Barstow one. So Is it scary? It's a comedy. It's supposed to be like a play on Freaky Friday where, like, they switch places, but then, like, they sw- he switches places. Yeah, no, yeah, I know what it's about. With a murderer. I know what it's about. So I think it's going to be, like, a funny scary. It's Vince Vaughn. You really think Vince Vaughn's gonna fucking scare you? <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like people said that about Jordan Peele though, when they went to see like us or one of his creepy fucking movies. And like, ah, it's fucking Keen Peele. It's Keen Peele guy. Yeah. And they're just sh- fucking shit themselves. But I'm very confident about Vince Vaughn not being scary. I feel like this movie's either gonna be like a cult classic, like funny wise, and we're gonna love it and get like eight mid to high eighties. Or we're going to fucking hate it and oh, it's going to get 40s. I don't think this is a 75 movie. When you sent me the trailer, I was like, this looks really fucking bad. <laughs> and hopefully they execute better than the trailer because I have a feeling it's going to be in the 20s. Maybe we'll end up going to the drive-through, drive-in together. We'll figure it out. Um, let's get into our list, though. Top five <clears throat> British things, English things. Now, Ty, you've been stressing. I've been stressing a lot. <laughs> I got first overall pick. so And that's what I'm stressing about because let's just say I have, I have a Joe Burrow. I have a Joe Burrow as well. And I'm concerned that you're going to take my Joe Burrow. <laughs> okay, so we're doing things from England, right? It's just any any British things. Not necessarily like from England. It's just anything relating with British and England. What was my first overall pick, Ty? And I want to say, I need you to make a uh, graphic for this, because you did not make the graphic for the all-time rock drop. Now, hand up. I was going to do that, but there was a lot of random ones. I was like, how the fuck am I going to make a graphic for this? So I didn't. But no, this one definitely is getting one. And I'll remind you, first overall pick, I'm going with the greatest country on God's earth. I'm going with the United States of America. (laughs) (laughs) My first overall pick was the Revolutionary War loss. (laughs) Okay. I made it very strictly British. You chose another country. I chose a British thing, and that was their loss of that war. Well, creating America this country. came from England. Uh, it is a product of England. And we could pick the Revolutionary War loss if that's what you want to You're fine. You're fine with mine. the United States. Um, I don't think you could pick that, though. I think that's too similar. No, I definitely can't. Okay. But, yeah, um, United States, uh, I say it's the greatest country on the earth. It, it's got its flaws. Don't get me wrong. It's got a lot of its flaws. Jokingly, it's the greatest country on earth. Um. As an overpatriotic American, it's the greatest country on earth. God bless America, Ty. God America. The country. greatest thing England has done for the world is create America. It's true. So that's my one of one. Can you imagine being just someone sitting on like the island of Britain, just sitting there all tiny and just looking at this big-ass country like, damn, we used to have that. Yeah. 
Even though there, there's a lot of shady history of you know the Native Americans. Shut the fuck up, and everyone who was here first. We ignore that part. This is us being like fucking un unapologetically American. Okay, <laughs> United States of America, one of one. Yeah, that's tough. My first overall pick is just the British accent. <laughs> there's nothing like someone who's like, hello chap, chap. Can I just take chap? No, I want the British accent. Just they they talk. They just sound so smart. I feel it's, like everyone sounds smart except Americans. Yeah, no, I I think we sound pretty dumb. Um, I don't know. Australians sound they're like British, but like like California British. Oh shit! I mean, maybe that's a pick. They also came from Britain, but they're the cool kids of Britain. I'm changing my whole big board up with my second overall pick. I'm going with Australia. The two greatest things that Britain has done for this world is create two awesome countries. Never been to Australia. It is high up on my bucket list of places I want to go. I heard it's amazing. Uh, they sent a bunch of prisoners down there. Said fuck off. So you guys are too Fuck. fucking. You guys are too much of bad boys for. They us. said fuck off. Fuck That's, off, mate. Fuck off, mate. I can't. <laughs> we go to this island, and they said, "All right, fuck you. We're gonna just create our own country, and now we're more badass than you." Not only that, they sent them to a country where just everything there wants to fucking kill you. Yeah. They got, like, crazy spiders and snakes and fucking alligators, and I don't even know if there's alligators there. They just got a lot of deadly shit there. And they persevered. They overcame. They created created a great country. I feel like they're just out there shirtless boxing with kangaroos getting fucking jacked. I really want to go to Australia. I feel like it's so different, but so same. Like, I don't know what to expect from Australia. <laughs> I don't know. I want to I wanna, I wanna go to Australia so bad. Um, it's a great place. There's some great play. There, there's some great things that have came from Australia. We could do an Australia draft. Is that like like uh, association? You can draft anything from Australia <laughs> or the United States. No pickup think- trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Shrimp on the Barbie. Um, <laughs> I had something else to say about Australia. I don't remember. Oh, also, there's a lot of countries where this is the case, but Australia is always the first one I think of. They're in summer right now. What? Whoa, that's crazy. Wait, you really didn't know that? No, I just said that's crazy. Oh, okay. Because they're in the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah. Okay, just making sure you knew that. I'm just assuming it's always nice weather in Australia. I've never seen snow on a kangaroo. But I think it has to snow in Australia. Because they're close. They're, they're like- really far from the equator. Yeah. So, it- does it snow in Australia? But tell me, have you ever seen a picture of a kangaroo in snow? I feel like that'd be hilarious with their big-ass feet and them trying to run around just slip and sliding. So, it's it occurs in the mountainous terrains, but it's uncommon in the majority of Australia. They're just chilling at sea level, not worrying about snow. Kangaroo covered in snow. Um, that looks photoshopped. That's that what one I'm doesn't. Saying. That one doesn't. I've never seen it. That's definitely a that. Okay, this is definitely a kangaroo in snow. Yeah, it happens. I don't even want to look it up because I don't want to see that. One of them is so badly photoshopped. That's um, a fact. The fact that they have to photoshop pictures in kangaroos in snow just tells me that it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> There's not a lot of kangaroos in snow, Jay. So I got the United States, and I got Australia. Uh, I, I went off the beaten path. Now I got to find which one I want to kick out because I feel like I had a solid top five. I'm hoping you just pick one of them. That way it makes my decision easier. Um, my next pick, Jay, I'm skipping over one on the big board to get this pick. Uh, just gravity because Isaac Newton was British. Okay. Um, so just gravity. Just just being able to throw something in the air and having it come back down to you. Okay. I had Isaac Newton, the person, on my big board. Now, fuck him. You can still take Isaac Newton if you want, but I want gravity. 
Just being able to jump and not go off into space and die. Okay. Just apples falling on people's heads. How is that British? Because it was found by a British person. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> is gravity... Okay, so... Because, you know, they always say, like, like everything's pretty much a theory, unless you could, like... Is gravity still technically a theory? Or, like, I don't, do you have to know everything about it for it to not be a theory? Or is it still technically a theory? I mean, maybe how it works. Like, they think it's a theory because they cannot, like... Like, that it's, you know, mass draws things. History maybe, of gravitational theory. So maybe it is theory. I don't know. Gravitational. I remember learning about that, and I think physics, like the difference between a theory and a... Is gravity a theory or a law? Oh, no, it's a law. Wait. Fuck this yeah. is a law because it describes the force, but makes no attempt to explain how the force works. So it just says this happens. It's not telling you how it happens. A it just theory says, is it an explanation of a natural phenomena. Okay. So, like, how gravity works, that is a theory. But, but just gravity? the fact that it exists is a law. Yeah. And I'm taking the law so of gravity. So, the law of gravity. Okay, we'll put that in the... in the. I like... Okay. No, no, I just want gravity. I'm just going to leave it. <sighs> oh, my third overall pick, Ty. I know this isn't on your big board, but I'm going to pick it anyways. Uh, that's the Beatles. Mm, see, that's a miss. I know you're not a fan of the Beatles. A lot of people are. I personally like the Beatles music. I know you don't for whatever reason. You're uncultured. Um, they got a lot of great songs. They're the most popular band of all time. That's irrefutable. Um, and I'm going with the Beatles. Third See, overall pick. I had a musician on my big board, Jay. <laughs> I want to touch on that once we're done. I have a lot. I have something to touch on. I had a musician on my big board, Jay, and it wasn't the Beatles. Uh, with my third overall pick, I'm drafting Ed Sheeran. <laughs> he wasn't even on my list. Is he from England? I thought he was from, like, Iron. Iron. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> English singer, songwriter, musician, record producer, and actor. I'm such an ear. I'm just called Ireland. Iron. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I thought he was from Iron. I said it again. <laughs> Why am I saying Iron? I thought he was from Ireland. No, no, he's not. Yeah, he's from English. Halifax, England. Ireland. <laughs> and then it's I like, just said he's from English. Um, yeah, he wasn't even on my board because I thought he was Irish. He's not, and he's a British musician. And I love that I got Ed Sheeran. Because I know you love Ed Sheeran. I do love Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran a lot. You took I, someone I hate, I took someone you love. <laughs> I think I won this musician <laughs> draft off. Um, Ed, I'm not a big music guy. If anyone knows me, they know that. But uh, Ed Sheeran's probably my favorite musician, just because I don't really like music that much. But my fourth overall pick, Ty. I'm going to save this one, because I know you don't have it. So I'm going to save it for my fifth I overall pick. I got some pick. pretty out there ones. I would, I might take it. You won't. Okay, this is a heavy decision. Hmm. You only got two picks left. I'm gonna take. I'm okay. I'm gonna take what's actually number three on my big board. It's gonna be my fourth pick because I threw Australia in there, and then I'm gonna leave the heavy decision for my fifth pick, okay. so I can explain it. This pick, I'm going with the queen, her corgis. Just the her queen. corgis. The queen's corgis. That's a great pick. I love corgis. Corgis is my favorite kind of dog, and they're adorable. And the queen is known for having corgis. Yeah, she is known for having corgis. Yes. Incredibly cute corgis. Yes. She you she's got the if one day so I got a lot of things on my bucket list. I want to golf in all fifty states. I want to go to every Disney park. I was just talking about this with Rye. There's another thing on is my bucket list. Is there golf courses in Alaska? Yeah, of course there's golf courses in Alaska. It's really cold there, Jay. Do you think grass lives in Alaska? Yes. 
there's golf courses in Alaska. I think they're pretty shitty golf courses. I I, I'm going to on a limb and say they're the worst golf course you're going to golf at in any of the 50 states. Um, no, I feel like the worst would be like Wyoming. No, mm. they have actually a lot of – there's like a national – the Tauntauns are there. Yeah. Um, I had another one. Oh, I want to be on a game show. That's another one of my I mean, we list. were on TV for The Price is Right, but we, we were not in the game show. Uh, also, now on the bucket list, I want to pet a Queen's Corgi. Don't think that could ever possibly mm, happen. That's tough, especially as an American. But if I was like – if I became like a super famous or something and they were like, hey, like I had pull, I'd be like, I want to pet the Queen's Corgi. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to just dive very headfirst in your sports journalism career. Yes. You are then going to get transferred on the waiver wire to England to write about soccer. Okay. Otherwise known as football. Yes. You're going to become the head football journalist in all of England and get knighted by the queen. <laughs> all right. I mean, it's it's a step-by-step plan I laid out for you. Good luck. Speaking of the queen, um, who's next? Do you know who's next? One of the princes. Is it the prince or is it a girl? Like, that's a prince. Does the queen still have power? I think they're kind of just like a, a figurehead. Like, they have an elected official. She's fucking 94. She's old as shit. I'm pretty sure there there was a king. He died. Now there's a queen. And then it goes to one of the princes and his wife. Oh, let's see. Heir apparent, Charles, Prince of Wales, who is 71. So. Damn, that would suck. Imagine you're just in line to be a king. Your fucking mom lives to be, what, 91? You die before her. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm king, but I'm fucking 80 now. <laughs> she became queen. 1952, so she was young. She was hogging it. Was Princess Diane the next in line? And then she died? Maybe. She did die. I know that. Yeah. All right. Corgis. Queen's Corgis. Queen's they, corgis. You know they're the best Corgis in the world. They, I mean, they can't be any better. Yeah. Um, For my fourth overall pick, uh, driving on the wrong side of the road. Oh, my God, Tyler. I, I'm worried that you're going to take my fucking answers. <laughs> Why is that a pick? Like, why do you like that? Why isn't it an all-time English thing? Because I have a great time driving. And you can ask Victoria this. Whenever we drive and I swing a little wide or something on a turn and I end up on the left side of the road instead of the right, I just start talking with a British accent and she laughs at me every time. <laughs> How hard do you think that would be to adjust? Uh, I would I would, I would, would get fucked up. Because you think about it, a right turn uh, – so our right turns would be their left turns. Like where you don't have yes. to technically stop at a light. Well, you have to stop, but you no, their to... left turns are the ones where you can just kind of yeah keep going. Yeah, but the right turns are the ones where you gotta like chill out, look both ways. Yeah, it'd be tough. Also, how hard would it be to drive from the passenger seat? It probably would be weird. But they're not the only place that does that. Yeah, I just associate it with Britain. I want to drive in one of those places where. I think because Germany drives on the right side of the road. Where, like, wanna... it crosses over. Yeah, England doesn't drive into Germany, but there are places that does cross over. Now, I, this could be Photoshopped, but I've seen a bridge that, like, spirals. Let's see. I don't know if it's real or not, but that would be electric. Bridge where side of the road changes. And it's like one goes over the other and they Flipper end up Flipper bridge. Flipped. That's a real thing? Hong Kong. It's in Hong Kong. Flipper bridge. 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 I think. I don't know. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> they go over each other, and then you're driving on the different side of the road. That may look fake. So I'm saying it looks, it looks a little fake. That drive. I don't know. I want to. I do want to drive on the wrong side of the road one day. England is one of the short the places on my short list of places I want to go. Um, and part of it would be driving on the wrong side of the road, Ty. And if I'm ever in England and you're not with me, I'm going to FaceTime you. Please do. Riley's going to FaceTime because yeah, I'm going to be driving. Passenger seat, but actually driver's seat. 
Can you drive one of those cars in the in the America? In the America? <laughs> You're just doing great with country <laughs> stuff today. Um, I think, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, how would you get it here to begin with? On a boat, but... And import it? It's a thing. I know, like, old uh, GTRs, like in Fast and the Furious, one of Paul Walker's cars drove on the right side. Like, is it a law where it has... Can I get a car? Here's what I'm going to do. So everyone's trying to make new cars. Elon Musk is doing his thing with Tesla. I'm going to make a car that has no passenger seat. You're just going to sit right in the middle. Yeah, that's been done. It's like a really expensive Ferrari or Lambo or something. It's like Formula One driver. It hasn't been done for, like, commercial use. That's what I'm going to do. Just a Toyota with a front driver. Yeah. But then who... It's going to be a special for Uber drivers. Okay. Yeah. There's a plan on it. Because I was going to say, who's going to be co-pilot? Because we were talking about it the other day. You have to hold the food if you're in the passenger seat. You got music duties. You got direction duties. Who does that if there's only one person up front? They're going to have to figure it out. I just don't see the purpose for doing it. It's going to be one seat in the front, and then the car is going to get wide, and it's going to be four seats in the back. What you need to do is have a driver and a passenger up front. And then in the back seat, in the very dead center, that's where the driver sits. <laughs> it's just in the middle of the car. You have the, he's in the middle, and you have two people in front of you and two people behind you. It's, it's like, like five a, seats. Yeah, like a, like a dice. Like five on a dice. Yeah. Those are the seats. It's a five-seater like that. It'd I be mean, very roomy. <laughs> I don't know how that would. I guess self-driving cars, you could probably do something like that. Also, if you're just sitting in the dead center of your car like that, it's got to be way safer for accidents if it's just you. Yeah, you're just putting everyone else on the line. Who cares about them, right? But, I mean, driver's got to be safe. <laughs> All right, so I got big decisions with my fifth pick. There's two monumental things in my life. Well, it's not really in my life, but two big things in the world. Ty, since I took your America pick, I'm going to let you pick your fifth pick before I pick my nope. p- fifth pick. Nope, you have to pick. I'm, I'm but vetoing. I want to talk about my thought process. I don't want to ruin your pick by mentioning what one of these, what I'm deciding between. Jay, I've got like six things left over. If you mention something, I just won't pick it. Okay, the decision is between Mr. Bean and the sport of soccer. Neither of those are on my list. <sighs> soccer, aka football, it's a great sport. Yeah, you have to I draft love football. FIFA. You know, we've played football here and there. No, we've played but, soccer. But if you're talking about, <laughs> but Mr. Bean is fucking Mr. Bean. Yeah, and I love Mr. Bean and Mr. Bean and Rat Race, little cock doggies. I'm going with Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean is. One of the most most influential people from the state, from the country of England. Mr. Bean is my fifth and final pick. State of England. Um, I wanted to draft Gordon Ramsay, but he is not English. He was born in Scotland. Oh. He lives, he's lived in England for most of his life, but he was born in Scotland. I couldn't pick it. Now, I didn't have soccer. (laughs) Uh, I didn't have Mr. Bean. Not a big bean guy. That's fucking ridiculous. I don't think I've really seen anything he's in. Rowan Atkinson is his real name. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. Um, I got a couple people on here. I'm not going to pick these. Okay. Um, David Beckham. Yeah. That ben- was a big deal when he went to the Galaxy. Remember how big of a deal that was? I just remember bending it like Beckham. I think it's a movie. Okay. It was a game on the computer on Addicting Games, too. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's great. He's He's been Doctor... Strange. Doctor Who? Doctor Strange? Oh, he's been Doctor Who? I think so. I didn't know that. So, uh, he was in 1917 in the British War. <laughs> yeah, for five minutes. Um... <laughs> I also had looking cool in a suit. Art can only British people look cool in a suit? I mean, they kind of got it cornered. Okay. You think of the coolest guy in a suit is James Bond, British. Is James Bond also in your honorable mentions? No. <laughs> <laughs> so looking cool in a suit is, but not James Bond. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, having weird name for things. Where, like they call like chips. 
fries chips. Yeah. Yeah. Or are we the weird ones? No. Not you know not. that they call ZZ? See, like that. Yeah. I'm going to go with crumpets. <laughs> crumpets. Um, I've never actually seen a crumpet. I don't even know what a crumpet is, but I just think of crumpets and tea. And tea is just so mainstream, I want crumpets. Oh, my God, Ty. Traditional English crumpet. I mean, it looks so, for being... It looks like a flat bagel. Y- y- yes. Looks like a bagel pancake. It looks like an English muffin, almost. You should take an English muffin. That's <laughs> kind of a miss. <laughs> um, for being a place known for... People also search for spotted dick. Um, I think it's type of, it's a bread. That's what you should have picked, spotted dick. Oh, I'm not saying that name. Why? Um, I have said it before, and I take it back. But it's a word for gay people with an F, and it's a food. It's not a cigarette. Really? Yeah, it's food. It's got like it's got like peas, um, meatball, minced off cuts, and off. Dude, British food just sounds so fucking nasty. Yeah, the British is not Britain is not known for being like a great culinary place. Yeah, but crumpets. <laughs> my, some of my honorable mentions, Ty. Skittles. Skittles are developed British? in England. Came from England. That's that's pretty fucking cool. Twix developed in England. Not a Twix guy. William Shakespeare. Yeah, and this is what I wanted to get into, Ty. British Britain England. Is a powerhouse for musicians. A fucking powerhouse. There are so many musicians that I didn't know were British. <laughs> Elton John. Okay, I knew he was British, but he's British. Adele's British. I didn't know that. David Bowie's British. He's a legend. Queen is a British band. They're one of the all-time greats. The Rolling Stones were British. Um, like you said, Ed Sheeran. I left him out because he's British. Um, no, you left him out because you didn't know he was British. Oh Yeah, I didn't know he was British. Um I got to find this. There was a list. I was looking at it. Amy Winehouse. Things from England. There was George a list. Michael. Phil Collins. Oh, here we go. Harry Styles. One Direction. Okay, Queen. The Beatles. The Spice Girls. Led Zeppelin. Black Sabbath. The Rolling Stones. Pink Floyd. Oasis. Uh, Elton John already said. Um, Radiohead. Bee Gees. The Sex Pistols. Iron Maiden. The Who. Def Leppard, Judas Priest, Sting, the Gorillas, or just Gorillas, but I call them the Gorillas. I didn't know they were British. Mick Jagger, Ozzy Osbourne, Duran Duran, and most importantly, this was on my honorable mentions, Coldplay. Yeah. I didn't know they were British. Oh, yeah. I thought you would for sure pick them. I, I forgot, honestly. I just took Ed Sheeran to try and piss you off. I, I thought you were a big Coldplay I also love guy. Ed Sheeran, though. I am a big Coldplay guy. I fucking love Coldplay. I know. That's why I literally only put it on my list to... Is the Ed Sheeran approach? Yeah, pretty much. So, England, I think... I'm going to say it. I think they're the music capital of the world. Um, I feel like you are just finding this out. Yeah. I was very aware of that. <laughs> There's a long list for me to go through. Um, but I'm glad you're finding it out. They're, they're a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. Like, I... any good music just came from England. Yeah. Except for the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they're they're uh, for being small. They got a lot of good fucking musicians. Yes, they do, Ty. And you took crumpets. <laughs> yeah, I did. They're very fucking British. Some also some people you missed. Uh, you picked uh, who is? Didn't you pick an actor? Did you pick an actor? 
No, I said Benedict Cumberbatch oh. as a. Uh, uh, you didn't mention mentioned. Tom Holland. You didn't mention Emma Watson. You didn't mention Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, all of Harry Potter, I learned today, is based in England. Yeah. Never knew that. Author's British. Never. I yeah, I didn't know J.K. Rowling was British, but as an anti Harry Potter podcast, um, I didn't even put it on my honorable mentions. Daniel Craig, Ewan McGregor, yep, uh, the Lord of Lord of the Rings author J.R.R. Tolkien, um, yeah, Emily Blunt. It's very very good for pop culture. Tom Hiddleston, um, books and music and I don't know film. I guess I got James Bond. Mr. Like Bean film thing. Olivia Newton John. It's just crazy. Jude Law. I love Jude Law. I'm a Jude Law guy. Tom Hardy. I didn't know Tom Hardy was British. You know Tom Hardy was British? Yep. I didn't know that. It's because they all do American accents. Mm-hmm. So fucking No, that's good. exactly what it is. And I, that's one of my favorite things is like watching an actor and be like, oh, he's got like, he's just American. And you're doing an interview and just be taken back by their fucking British accent. We should have done British or not British, a game. Christian Bale, British. Did you know that? Yep. I didn't know that. There's a clip of him flipping the fuck out on someone on set, just the ye- cussing and yelling. It's very unprofessional. All in a British accent. Like I said, Adele. Yep. Simon Cowell. <laughs> it's the most I obvious thing British, I've ever but... fucking heard. <laughs> what? The guy who just yells in a fucking British well, accent has but, a career. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Sharon Osbourne. Roald Dahl. The author of the book that Correct. we were reviewing. Look, I think we just overlook England. KSI and all those YouTubers that I watch. But the food really holding them back. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't pick Big Ben and then try to pass it off as Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I thought of a play on that, and it just seemed like too much of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> so I just left it. That was fun. You got anything else, Ty? I'm really pissed off you took my number one pick. <laughs> uh, but will you please give me your five picks to wrap up the draft? I have the United States of America. I have the country of Australia. I have the Beatles. I have the Queen's Corgis. And I have Mr. Bean. <laughs> I have British accents. Gravity. Not the law, just gravity. Ed Sheeran, driving on the wrong side of the road in crumpets. Got it. Crumpets, that's a weird pick, but got it. It's crumpets and tea. Especially when you didn't know what crumpets were five minutes ago. <laughs> no, I knew what they were. I'd never seen one. I just I just know I'm always, oh, crumpets with the queen. <laughs> um, But I've seen it now. Oh, that's a good one. I think this draft was a success. It was. We're going to try and watch Freaky. Yeah. Um, for next week. If not, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We always do. You probably won't have any heads up, though, so just go and find a way to watch Freaky. Yeah. For sure. Maybe we draft unlucky things Friday the 13th. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, but we'll see. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.